VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. not too late for Jerry Jones to kill his entire fan base. Welcome to a players-only edition of Sorry We Love Football, the only show that actively hates the sport it covers. I'm your host, Eagles fan Daniel Hardigan, and it feels good to know my team has the best owner in the league. And it feels bad to know that my players are made out of glass. With us, as always, Chiefs fan Danny Solomon. Danny, your head coach, GM combo secured for six more seasons. How are you feeling? It's beautiful. Everybody got locked up. They're going to be in Kansas City for a long time. I love it. And I believe strongly that Andy Reid is a Biden Republican. <laughs> Do those exist? Is he the only one? Dude, you got, you got to go to the Lincoln Project, man. Republican voters against Trump. People are making videos about how they were Republicans. They were voting for Goldwater and shit. And now they're done with the party. And I'm putting Andy Reid in there. He wants equality. You can't get that from the today's repubs. He's like uh, Kasich. He's like exactly. John Kasich. He's like Kasich. He's like Jeff Flake. Those are who we need. Also, the last voice that you have not heard from yet, Washington football team fan Jamel Johnson. Jamel, you're back in L.A. What's the latest? How is your D.C. trip? Oh, it was great. I'm actually... Um... I started a group. It's uh, Black Republicans for uh, Kamala Harris, <laughs> and I am the head of that now. And I'm happy to be back. And I might have it. Oh yeah, got to find out. Just got to find out. Just waiting on the test now. Just waiting on the test now. We'll see. Is this the most nervous type of testing one can do, or is now that you've done five of these things, does it matter? It still it hurts all the same. It's like any. It's like going into any playoff game. I'm five and zero, but you could easily be five and one. Anything can happen on any given Sunday or Monday through Friday. Testing facilities usually not open on weekends. Good point. Uh, let's get into the show. Danny, tell us what you hated about football this week. Oh man, I I mean it's every week we've been talking about the same kind of themes. I don't want to step on any of the stuff we already said. I think, Hardigan, you might have brought this up before in one form or another, but I think what I hated this week is how little I care. I mean, it's September. Today is September 1st. We are 10 days away from football. Not just football, a playoff rematch with the Super Bowl champs hoisting the banner at home. And I remember when I was a kid, like the last week or so before games used to be torture for me. Like I, I was getting into a fully immersive experience, training camp updates, doing my fantasy drafts, mock drafts before that, reading NFL.com and CBS Sports, NFL and all the shit and ESPN, everything that I could get my hands on, just trying to take in as much football as was humanly possible. I did not care about anything else. and then. Yesterday, uh, it feels like the end of an era because I saw the first big ad 
somebody had posted for the Chiefs, Texans, NFL on NBC, kickoff premiere next Thursday, and I didn't click on it. I didn't even watch it. And and at one point a couple weeks ago, I was watching a Chiefs padded practice hype video. I mean, it was just like every highlight that they could muster from the padded practices at Arrowhead Stadium. And I started watching it, and I stopped it after 40 seconds because I saw there was a new poll of Pennsylvania that came out. And I start so then I start looking through the cross tabs, you know, black voters seventeen percent for Trump right now. I just don't know where that's coming from, and I just I never went back to the hype video. I mean, the the players right now, especially in the NBA, are making it clear that they rightly do not care as much either. So it just there's this feeling of ennui, you know, like. Like the, the the players are canceling playoff games. Some of them are fine with canceling the season because they know there's bigger shit going on. And they didn't do it because if white people won't give them justice, then they should take a fat paycheck so they can get the fuck out of this country if it all goes to shit. And I was watching like Tyra I was watching Hard Knocks, Tyrod, they did this big package about, you know, oh he he came up in uh, in the Super Bowl championship year the of the Ravens, and then he had those years in Buffalo, had a tough one in Cleveland, but he's he's clawing back. And then they cut to him, and he's just like, "Hey, uh, Hard Knocks, when when are you guys gonna when are you guys gonna talk about justice for Breonna Taylor?" And it's like, "Yeah, what? Why am I watching Hard Knocks right now? There's nothing else going on. It's just COVID and equality for Black people in this country. There is nothing else that matters." So, you know, I don't think I'm alone in my lack of enthusiasm for sports right now, at least compared to previous seasons, for sure. And I'm going to watch this show. I'm, I'm going to watch the season and we're going to do this show. But if Joe fucking Biden doesn't win, I might not make it to Super Bowl 55. I'm just telling you guys. Yo, like, you hit it. I'm the same way, dude. Like, I have this, um, I'm sitting here at my desk. And right here, I have a pro football, just full in-depth magazine season preview. This is my, every year, this comes to my mailbox, and I fucking digest this thing front to back. I read every bit of it. I haven't even fucking opened this thing once today. Yeah. I haven't watched an episode of Hard Knocks. I haven't been able to get myself to do that. And I'm. it's possible I do catch up on that. But it, you're right, the season is just so thrown off, and... You're right. The, the social awareness is just at an all time high uh, and it truly feels like sports matter less than ever. The game itself, anyway, obviously the players and the platform matters maybe more than ever, but it's a strange time. And I will say with the enthusiasm, the NBA, I kind of felt the same way where it's kind of like there's so much shit going on. But once the game started, I'm kind of back in to basketball. I'm enjoying these games. That's what I'm as much. Yeah. As much as it's a weird internal conflict going on. Once the game's on, I'm like, okay, I love this. This is great. This is what I wanted. I think that'll happen. I think maybe at some point during week one, maybe not even that first Thursday when we beat the shit out of the Texans, but that Sunday when, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like, you know, I guess, this is LA time, but when it's like 1130 and there are seven games going on and I got six different fantasy options at once happening and I'm just kind of scrolling through my shit, 
maybe at that point I won't keep going to my, to the politics polls Twitter and uh, and just refreshing that shit. Maybe I'll be refreshing my fantasy app uh, at that point. But you know who knows. How many thousands of guys do you think are going to enjoy football so much that they forget to vote? Like that's a just, guy. That's a guy who does exist. I hope it's many guys. Because if it's football <laughs> it's, yeah. fans we're talking about, I hope a lot of those dudes get misinformed on when and how to vote. <laughs> yeah, dude. Can we get some Tuesday night football? <laughs> Just for just for November third, that'd be nice. If Goodell was a real ally, he would have done that shit by now. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, speaking of uh, you know Goodell stepping in, what I hated this week was a story that came out uh, about Jamel's Washington football team. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw this, but the league informed Washington football team owner Daniel Snyder that it was taking over the investigation into the alleged workplace issues reported by the Post. So the NFL is stepping in to oversee an investigation. That's like when Trump investigates himself. What are we talking about here? There's nothing that's going to come from this. You don't have this any faith just... in the football cops? You don't have any faith in the football detectives? It's like Art Modell's kid and uh, who, who would his partner be? Deion Sanders. What about Jamel? Would you be? Would you feel better if it was? You know, if if you had Stabler and uh, Benson on the beat. You know, if they were the ones as doing the SVU investigation for the victims of the Washington football team. Honestly, no, because as I've said before, Stabler, terrible police officer. And I'm sure the sexual tension would be super distracting and and take away from the case entirely, sort of like in a uh, Marsha Clark, Christopher Darden kind of way. Mm, that was the hottest tension. Yeah, man. That's why I watch interracial porn now. They fucking ruined my life at a young age. I don't even I didn't even know it was happening to me when I was eight. Anyhow, Roger Goodell putting together a team to go investigate a team he already manages Seems crazy. I have one other thing I hated. What I hated this week was the fake crowd noise that they're talking about pumping into these stadiums. I understood in the past when the Saints and the Falcons are in a dome, you're pumping in the noise. So at practice, you're pumping in noise to get ready to go to this hostile environment. Now it never worked. It never, every team who said that they were doing that, I believe they had a crucial turnover in the fourth quarter every time. (laughs) Right. And now they're still doing that at practices. I've, I've been reading some beat reporters talking about how the noise is just overbearing at these practices because they're getting ready to have this pre-recorded audience noise to play during the games in the empty stadiums. I know the NBA is doing it a little bit, but do the players need this fake crowd noise? Do they want it? Do they have any choice if there's fake crowd noise? Can't they just play in an empty stadium? Or do they need... I don't know. I felt like I've I've practiced football and done scrimmages and and played games in front of fucking no crowd and it's fine. It doesn't you're not motivated entirely by the crowd. Especially if you know it's not real people. I mean, if it's just a bunch of dead people's recorded voices or robots simulating 
humans cheering for shit. I mean, it's going to be weird. I think it's a good thing. One, you have to mask the hate speech. Some, you know what I'm saying? Like there, that has oh, to be covered. The on-field, the on-field hate speech has to be masked. Mm-hmm. And these dudes, they're fucking gladiators, man. You play D3 ball, dude. I played high school ball too. And everybody in my high school hated the football team. I'm used to silence as well. But I did not build my... I, it's not my career. I didn't play football for an extra 10 years and get used to crowds cheering for you. or get, Like, some people are like, they're... They're built to like they're wired for sound. That's, I think that's that's a superstar problem. That's a great point. I mean, Hardigan, did you get any extra juice from the three dozen people who watched you jack some running back up at the safety position at Chapman University, or what? I mean, did that help? Honestly, yes, there, it did. So I, I'm kind of being hypocritical by hating this. Uh, the first season I was there. We played at a local high school season because we had a new stadium being built. And then once we eventually moved into the new stadium, we had about a 10,000-person capacity, but a full band, cheerleaders. And when it was a night game and it was hype, it did matter. And I cared. You know, it felt better when you made a big play or the things were going your team's way. So I take it all back. I'm from a – I'm actually more – I'm original Hardigan, like – we were worse when there was a crowd. I was 0-4 in homecoming games. So you thrived off of the hatred of, yeah. of opposing teams' fields. We, we thrived off that and just the fact that they had music. I don't need a crowd. I just need a couple beats. Sure. Um, <clears throat> Jamel, what did you hate about football this week? Well, um... I hated that I, I haven't finished uh, HBO's Ballers yet. I just trying to fill the void and not being able to get into Hard Knocks. I decided to rewatch Ballers, and uh, I got to season four. And not only did I realize at that point that it's a terrible TV show, uh, but uh, just that uh, they, there's not going to be a new season this year. Uh, the last season was uh, 2019, and uh, I'm. I don't know how I'm supposed to live in a world where The Rock doesn't have to deal with COVID like us. Uh, and um, it's, uh, it's, it's bothering me. It's very, it's very troubling. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to be able to watch Tenet until I finish it. Uh, so no spoilers. But I'm also never going to finish it. Um, I'm yeah, just we're never going to Tenet. We're never going to see that movie. Yeah, but you got to pay $30 to watch it, right? Even, I, I mean, that's when Christopher Nolan decides... We're worthy of seeing it on the small screen. You have to pay $30 on a Nintendo GameCube to watch Tenet. You have to build a movie theater, and then he'll let you buy a $30 rental. (laughs) Okay. Hey, that's not a problem for me. I've never seen an episode of Ballers, but I was talking to Jamel about it, and he said that there's a storyline about moving the Raiders to Vegas. So are they mirroring real-life current up-to-date NFL storylines on this show. Yes, it is somewhat up-to-date, which is also strange. And they also don't, like, there's real player cameos, but they're never connected to the storyline. Like, there was a whole storyline where, like, uh, 
uh, Denzel Washington's kid is trying to go to New England. So they're talking about Tom Brady every episode, but you don't see Tom Brady. But you do see uh, Julian Edelman shirtless on a beach. So that's how they make up for that. But it's kind of, it's a weird, it's it's sort of reality, but not exactly. Did he have a star of David Chain? That's what I would uh, picture. I'm going to say, I think he had it tatted on his stomach like Tupac. Nice. Uh, when does um, Denzel Washington's kid shed the Denzel Washington's kid uh, title? Do you think Tenet is the time that yeah, he's going to be whenever Tenet, Whenever we get to watch Tenet, that is when he is released from that spell. Maybe not, though. Yeah. Until that movie hits our shores, he is the guy from Ballers who makes Elizabeth Warren wet. He loves ballers. True. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, man. Damn, we did Liz so dirty. You know what else Liz Warren loves? BetOnline.ag. As sports keep coming back, we already have the WNBA and the NBA. Baseball's here. The NFL is less than 10 days away. Don't miss your exclusive chance to bet at our wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. They have all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And also, they have this awesome exclusive Floyd Money Mayweather like side project where he joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He's going to give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all your welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Okay, we've reached our game portion of the show. This time, it's going to be a game for some of us, and some of us are going to have some probably news items that are ready to go. We're going to do we're going to check in around the league. We're going to go through all 32 teams. The game portion of it is if we say a team name and something pops into your head, just say the first thing that comes to mind. You know, if I say Jets, you say Mono, that's fine. If you also have an up-to-date newsworthy item, let's talk about that too. We're going to try to get through these things as fast as we can, but some teams deserve more of our attention than others. Uh Let's just get into it. We're going to start with the AFC East, and let's start with the Jets. My news item for the Jets, they traded for Dolphins running back Kalen Balaj. Mono. Oh, sorry. I misunderstood. I misunderstood the game. Continue. They, the Jets traded for Balaj, but the deal was voided because he failed his physical. I've always wondered how a professional athlete can fail their physical. How is it possible? Uh, two words for you. Raising Canes. Uh, it's, uh, you eat a lot of chicken tenders uh, and you don't stop and you use the dipping sauce. You can cut a lot of calories by not using dipping sauce, guys. I think the Jets are a little souring a little bit on Lev Bell. The word out of camp is he's not looked great. And so you're, they're trying to trade for these other running backs, but those guys can't pass their physicals. Okay. AFC East next team, Dolphins. Danny. What are your thoughts? I just like the flavor of it. I don't know if they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be good. I can't see their defense being that much better. And I can't really see their offense being that much better either. But I think they have a good coach. And I think end of last year, they were fun. They're going to keep being fun. And you know what? A good Finns team is good for everyone. 
Yeah, much like, yeah, much like Baller season two. Uh, a lot of fun down there in Miami. Uh, also, I don't know if you guys saw Coach Flores, who we we're a big fan of last year on the show. They were asking him about the Jacob Blake shootings, and he said, I've lived this. I've had guns pointed at me by police officers. This is not something I take lightly. Question for you guys. Do you think any other coach in the NFL has had a have the police put guns in their face? Because I doubt it. Well, who's the black ones? Tom Lynn. Yeah. Anthony Lynn, I think, talked a little bit about it on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Every yeah. black coach uh, assistant. Yeah. Film room. I've I've had a gun. Yeah, I've had a gun pulled on me. I've had a cop with the gun in the flashlight tell me not to drop anything. I have had that happen to me. What if you were holding like a ton of stuff and it was kind of tough? <laughs> That's your ass, Mr. Postman. Are you kidding? Have you seen a body cam video? Jamel, I am not trying to rub it in, but I don't think I've ever even been frowned at by a police officer. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's usually just like a tip of the cap, a little, little nod like that. Hey, thanks for being white. You keep on high going. High five. You get a high five. Um, yeah, and, and I, when it happened to me, I was smoking weed in Virginia, which is illegal to do. So the cops at least had that on at a park. These dudes are just getting pulled over just in a car. They're just driving home, doing like four over the speed limit. Legal. From their NFL head coaching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, Buffalo Bills. This is weirdly the favorite in the division this year. I know the Pats are still there, but the Bills kind of have one of the best rosters in football. The, the weird question mark there is Josh Allen. Is this guy going to be consistent? We've seen his highs. We've seen his lows. I personally like him. Where do you guys land on the Bills? Here's what I got for you for the Bills. I think this is the year a fan uh, cripples themselves trying to jump through a folding table. And so when this happens, the team will galvanize and play for this Buffalo resident and uh, to, you know, to raise money for his kids who he has left destitute for trying to jump through a table in zero degree weather. And I think and I think it's gonna be a big Bills year in honor of this unnamed man. Will the fans still tailgate as hard despite not being able to go inside the stadium? Harder. Oh, we're going double. They're going double. Are you kidding? Yeah, I mean every memorial is always just like, let's take what the guy died of and make it fun again. Like, hey, yeah, we, yeah, can't, we, can't, back. we can't let death win. <laughs> Even though death wins all the time. Undefeated. Bills were the wild card. Um, I, I'm going to denote every team that made the playoffs last year. So the Bills were in the playoffs last year. They were the wild card team. The division winner last year was the New England Patriots. Uh, they've added Cam Newton. They are kind of a question mark in this division right now. They could easily just go 12-4, and four, or they could have a weird kind of rebuilding season. My favorite news out of Patriots camp is that Justin Rohrwasser, their kicker, officially removed his three percenters white supremacy tattoo from his body. He got it removed. Oh, wow. Maybe progress. Maybe it's uh, Roger Goodell just sat him down and told him it's just the ABCs of of discrimination. Changed his mind. Yeah, you don't think the NFL cops got him to do that? Dude, I thought that's the reason they drafted him. But isn't that the white version of the talk that the parents have to have with black children about not fucking with cops? White parents need to start having their own talk where it's like, hey, at least remove the racist shit from your body. Uh, so let's start there. 
<laughs> hey, we all make mistakes. He was 15 when he got it, right? You you just pedal around some hate, some hateful rhetoric when you're that age. We all did it. Any parents who are letting you get a full-on tattoo when you're 15 and not asking you what it's of are trash. Yeah, the only thing I hated when I was 15 was uh, demonic puppets in Devil May Cry. <laughs> I was playing PlayStation alone in my basement. Yeah. Good game. That's the AFC East. Who do you guys think wins that division? I like the Dolphins. I'm going to go crazy this season. Whoa. Wins 8-8, eight and eight, win the division. Ooh. I mean, hey, yeah, it's COVID ball. I'm gonna go with the Bills. I'm gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Billy Bills. Um, I think it'll be the same as last time. I think the Patriots will win the division and the Bills will be a wild card team. They'll both be very good teams. Um moving on. NFC East. Our boys, the home of our two teams, Jamel. Oh joy. I'm so excited. We should skip this is, these. We, I think the, the crown would jewel. Love the people have heard enough. I would love to skip this. I'm sick of the NFC East. I'm tired of the coverage we get. I'm sick of first take. I don't care. The Cowboys are trash. The Giants, trash. The Eagles, hot trash. And we can't even put the Washington football team on the scale of trash. We're not even trash yet. We are our poop inside of a box. Like, it's not. It's nothing to be discussed on a daily basis like it is. It's the worst division in football, and it has been for like 10 years. It's the best division in football. It's the premier division in football. These games get the best ratings. Giants-Cowboys. Giants-Cowboys, best-rated game every year. Eagles-Cowboys, I think, is the second best-rated game most years. They're consistently uh, put into the primetime slots because – Heavy interest. They're old school. People love these teams. I think you have Wentz derangement syndrome. Hell yeah. Start with the Giants. They posted a picture of a dog wearing a team scarf on their Instagram and captured it or captioned it, our team's best retriever. That's pathetic and maybe true. Is like, how is the Instagram account saying this is the best player on our team? This is fucking ridiculous. Did they finally try that case of whether or not a dog could play football Did that rule yeah. get handed down where, where where are the nfl lawyers on this they're investigating washington <laughs> which Ouch. brings us to the washington football team seven and nine how's that sound to you jamel does that sound possible uh it doesn't sound possible it sounds super fun i would love to see a seven and nine season that'd be great and, and, you know, and four of those games, we're going to be up like late in the fourth Four of those L's, too. It's going to be uh, it's going to be real cute. Uh, I guess it's cool that Alex Smith isn't dead anymore. Um, I honestly I just want to uh, shout out uh, uh, my old high school friend, uh, D Nice. Uh, she goes by uh, D Nice on Instagram at I am D Nice one. And that's nice with a Y. Uh, she was event staff at FedEx Field. Uh, Redskins Giants is the rowdiest game of the year. You think it's the Cowboys, you think it might be the Eagles, but it's actually Redskins Giants. A lot of fights in between Giants and Redskins fans and just Redskins fans fighting each other. Uh, there was a fight in the men's room, and I saw my female uh high school classmate break up a fight in the men's room at FedEx of a Skins Giants game. She dragged a fool out in a Giants jersey. It's awesome. And now she hosts lesbian parties. I am D-Nice1, guys. Check her out. 
That's good stuff. I have nothing else to say. I think that said it all about Washington. That brings us to Dallas. As I said up top, Jerry Jones is actively trying to kill his entire fan base. They're the only team so far that said that they expect to play all of their games in front of a full stadium of people. That's just wonderful. I love you, Jerry Jones. I have no words for this, man. You guys are going 8-8 eight and eight no matter what you do. Who cares? Yeah, I think we're good on Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. They're probably going to win the division, but no one likes them. So it just doesn't make you feel good to talk about them. I'm also calling him Gerald Jones for the rest of the year. You lose Jerry privileges, bro. All right, let's move on to the Eagles, last year's division winner. I'd say this team has good karma on their side. Their owner, Jeffrey Lurie, has been pretty progressive for some time. And now he says he sees a sea of change among the owners. He's embarrassed by our country. Not wrong. But, you know, let's see some of that money coming in. Yeah, couldn't he, like, end homelessness by himself? Probably. Pay some fucking poll workers or some shit. I mean, get some, like, it's the same as Bloomberg. You know, they talk a lot about what they're going to do, and then they're just like, eh, you know, things will probably be fine. I'll keep my money in-house. But don't we want to encourage owners to take steps in the right direction? Yeah, when they do, we will be the first to encourage them. Uh, predictions on the division. I got the Eagles going 16-0 and and all of these other teams going 0-0 uh, and 16. Or 0-4 and 12. I was They're actually predicting... Except for the games they play against us, which they lose. Oh, sure. Okay. I see. Uh, no, I'm thinking everyone loses. No winner this year. <laughs> that... That does make a lot of sense. Everybody in the NFC East gets COVID, and we just cut the entire division off like a cancerous boil. Cowboys. You guys, football can't exist without the NFC East. All right, moving on. AFC North. Let's talk about the Browns. They're one of those teams that has a new head coach that's trying to adjust to this COVID offseason. The talent on the team is still there. They were a disappointment last year. Do you think they can make it this year? I think uh, I think you always need a year to adjust. You know, when you have like a change, like when you you know when your parents get divorced, you got a new stepmom in. It's weird. The dynamic is off. You have to figure out how to get in to conversations differently. But with a full year under their belts, I think they can get used to it and they'll play a lot better. I think they're going to be over five hundred this year. Nine and seven? Maybe just barely over 500, yeah, but still over. Hey, that counts. Where I'm from, we count those. Bengals. I love what Joe Burrow said. That guy's kind of – I think the kids are going to be all right. He said, um, how can you hear the pain black people are going through and dismiss it as nothing? How can you hear the pain and respond with anything other than I stand with you? Joe Burrow's on the front lines. For There was a fleeting moment where I believed that maybe people cared more about having football than they did about how racist they are. But uh, I think Joe Burrow is, is proving that that is not the case, at least in Ohio, because people are shitting on him rather than just abandoning 
something that's completely worthless to their day-to-day lives, which is being racist. It doesn't help you in your job. It doesn't help you with your relationships. It doesn't help you in any way. I don't know why people need it so much that they would actually tell their newly minted number one overall draft pick to go fuck himself, which is what they're doing. It's insane. I mean, this is the Bills never, I mean, the Bengals never deserved a playoff win, and we know that now. Uh, And that's why they never got one, and they never will. Uh, Fuck the city of Cincinnati and Ohio as a, a record label and a crew. Also, I did one other thing. Joe Mixon hasn't practiced in weeks. Uh, he says due to migraines, but it's pretty funny because he's also in the middle of a contract dispute. I think those two things might be related. Got to check the news, bro. He just got a new contract, so I think that's going to be clearing up. Yeah, yeah. congrats, Joe. <laughs> his his sinus pressure is way different. All of a sudden, I'd have I I, I would assume. The Joe to Joe connection in Cincinnati is safe. A bad migraine can be a beast. I wouldn't. I do not talk down to any migraine sufferers out there. We feel your pain. All right, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Coach Tomlin gave a speech uh, to an empty stadium, but you know it was recorded, so we were all able to watch it. Um, I just I don't know. I think Tomlin's a great coach. It's you know it's crazy. He's going into year fourteen as the Steelers head coach, that's one shy of Bill Cowher's 15. And then they had Chuck Knoll, who was the coach since, I think he was a coach for almost 30 years. They've had three head coaches since 1969. Just Chuck Knoll, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin. That's crazy. That's that's amazing consistency. Insane that one of their three head coaches was a black guy even. Kudos. Yeah, I mean, I think that's just a testament to how slowly things change in Western Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's a slower place. It's but just I, mean, I, I wonder what they think is going to happen if black people were around. Because it's like it's it, these areas where people are like, co- like holding on to racism. Like black people don't want to be there. Nothing will actually change in your life. I don't want to go to Western Pennsylvania for anything. Not even to take in a Steelers-Browns game? Nope. I'd rather steal someone's Browns out of the toilet and eat them and die. (laughs) Perfectly said. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Okay, and then the division winner, the Baltimore Ravens. We saw Earl Thomas thrown off the team. Any quick Ravens thoughts? Because I have a cool Ravens story. I love Marcus Peters. I miss him. They win in the division know that much that's true so coach harbaugh talked about how he got a text from his dad jack harbaugh legendary coach from western kentucky this dude was you know a big league coach before the harbaugh brothers were anything so this is what the dad's text said he said i really love how you wove the 70s and today this is regarding uh, harbaugh having like a team-wide meeting about kind of the social climate. He said, I really love how you wove the 70s and today into the discussion. I, haven't, I hadn't thought about the similarities of the times. In 1973, both Ohio State and Michigan started black quarterbacks, and it helped start a movement in football. There were teams having community boycotts. There were player protests, teams making facial hair and hairstyle exceptions. That seemed like a big deal at the time. And it seems like we've come so far 
yet there's so much work to be done. Sadly, I don't remember a time when I talked to my players about what was happening. Why, I don't know. And that's the difference. Your meeting, your open dialogue, an honest dialogue with no agenda, and a sincere desire to understand each other. Of all the positive things achieved back in the 70s, we never talked, to, we never talked openly to each other. The key is to getting over the finish line, or the key to getting over the finish line is an open, honest, and unfettered communication. Um, I thought that was an interesting exchange. Like, hey, I've been in your position when uh, there was kind of like this change happening in the sport, and we ignored it. And right now, in your era, you guys are leaning into it. So it's just a, a subtle difference. I just want to see the... I, I want. I know that the election is always a secret ballot, uh, but I'd like to waive that right for anybody in the NFL who speaks openly about coming together. Let's see that ballot. Great point, man. Yeah, I don't believe anybody until after November. I do think it's funny that uh, they... This dude has a podium and he's like, let me read you my dad's text messages. Not that different from an open mic. <laughs> All right. Uh, who do you think is going to win this division? Uh, Ravens, Ravens obviously seems to be Ravens, the choice. Ravens. You guys don't see any sneaky Browns action? Ravens. Ravens. Moving on. NFC North. Let's uh, start with the Lions. This seems to be a must-win season for them. They have no excuse. They're in year three of this Matt Patricia thing. They have their star quarterback. This is like a Patricia. This is like one of those hot seat coaching jobs. I feel like they start off, you know, zero and five or one and six. That dude's getting fired. I don't think they will. I do think they. I mean, I. It's definitely time to get a new quarterback in there. Not a Stafford fan. I mean, I'm a huge Stafford fan, but I think he's given us all he can. I don't think I can't imagine there's anything more in the tank than what we've seen. Calvin Johnson did look around at one point and say, "I'd rather retire than play here." Exactly, man. It's just he's, you know, he's Susan Lucci, man. It's unfortunate, but everybody can't win. It's just weird to see a white guy be good at something and not succeed. That's why it's troubling you. But it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. There's just an aura around Michigan and the city of Detroit that just, it takes away your powers. It just takes away your skill and, uh, and just replaces it with sorrow. Everybody who's great that's been there has had their love of the game sapped from them quicker than anyone uh, of their peers. And so obviously it's yeah. the city. This is what happens when you become friends with the insane clown posse. You start drinking Fago ginger ales all the time and eating fucking breadsticks with cheese in them. It's going to slow you down. Sounds good. I do like that the, the Lions and the Eagles have the two a unique thing that nobody else in the league has. And we have a fictional character statue in our city. We have Rocky. They have RoboCop. Congratulations, Lions. That, sure. That'd be a good fight in like the Mortal Kombat 11 expansion pack. I'm gonna, I'm about to see how much it is to buy a house near the RoboCop statue. Oh man, Detroit! They're just begging people to come by to buy houses there. I'll go um, up there. COVID Detroit sounds fun. Chicago Bears. 
seems like Nick Foles is going to be the quarterback of this team. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about something that's maybe not relevant to this year's team. But one of their all-time players, Brian Erlacher, has lost his fucking mind. Jesus Christ, man. I thought he was cool, man. Why did I think he was cool? Because he knows how to shed a run block. Anyone who gets hair plugs is weird and is very susceptible to QAnon. So you probably should just you you probably should just turn the other way if you see somebody with hair plugs and hope they don't cough on your back. Yeah, you mean a a dude trying to get his hairline back believes in myths? Unbelievable. He's one of those guys where it's like, do they know that we can see who they follow and what they like online? Because we can all see what you're doing. Maybe it's his kid. You know, when the baby gets the phone and <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's for, for the birthplace of Obama, they got a lot of racist motherfuckers on the bears. I mean, Ditka, that guy is, like, is, you know, yeah. Danny, you know, the Midwest is just nuts. In general. It's garbage, I dude. I used to think yeah. <laughs> that we weren't as racist as the South. I thought it was about abortions being bad and women staying in the kitchen, but it turns out we're just as racist as the rest of them. Yeah, you guys are just worse at cooking. I know, man. It sucks. Let's just stay in California and build a fucking bunker. I'm with it, man. uh, Oh, no, I didn't have anything about that. Minnesota Vikings, Perp Cousins team. They were the wild card team from this division last year. Uh, The only thing I wanted to spot out was uh, Daniil Hunter. This dude is only 25 years old. He already has 50 career sacks. He's the youngest to ever get to that mark. That's somehow better than fucking Lawrence Thomas. Like, this dude's a freak. Lawrence Taylor? Lawrence Taylor. Somehow better than Lawrence Taylor. I mean, Why it, I if you're hoping for the Vikings, if you're hoping for the Vikings to uh, be successful, you might want to take a look at what they've done so far and then realize that you're going to have to do that again without uh Stefan Diggs, Everson Griffin, and a buttload of other people. I mean and and Dalvin Cook's ACL is uh it's like aluminum foil. So I just don't think it's gonna happen ever again. I think the time for the Vikings has passed. Yeah it's Jamel, weird. Up- oh what'd you got? What'd you say? What was that? I was gonna say just update on how you feel about Perp Cousins in twenty twenty. I mean, I still hate his guts, and I want to see him fail at every pass. Uh, and I think I'm going to get that. I, but, I, it's you know, like, Stefan Diggs was their best offensive weapon, if you ask me. Just in terms of consistency. You know what I'm saying? Always there. Always open. Always catching balls. Rarely let them down. Also hated Kirk Cousins. I'm sure he wanted to punch Kirk Cousins in the fucking mouth. So having him gone, maybe there's some sort of adverse effect, but nah. I I uh I can't wait to watch a six and ten Viking season. Oh Me yeah. too, man. I hate that team. I hate them. And lastly, we had the last year's division winner. Green Bay Packers. We have Is it possible for them to be a better team this year with a worse record? Last year they were like what thirteen and three. I feel like they're going to go ten and six, but be better. I never felt like they were a good team last year. This is like a weird thing. Yeah, no, that's true. I remember them just having the feel of something disappointing. 
and then they got shat on in the playoffs, huh? Feels like Aaron Rodgers is just he's not only past his prime, but he's in this really sad personal state where it's I guess it's like being the only smart person in the NFL. Like is like a Malcolm in the middle type of feeling where he's just you know, he's he's just conflicted all the time and he wants to he wants to be smart, but he has to dumb everything down for the media and for the players and for the you know, for the dumb coach that he's I mean, Matt, Mike McCarthy just looks like a fucking idiot. And I feel like he's, he looks like a Lego man. And I just think it just seems to me that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have the spirit that he once does to go all the way. Every interview I've seen with him this offseason, he mentions drinking scotch. They don't ask, he just mentions it. He's tired. Does he have his own scotch though? You know, these dudes, baller season four, there's a couple liquor companies floating around. Mm, that sounds to me like ballers is just entourage with athletes. It's a little bit. It's like it is entourage with athletes, but then they also try to make it a little Californicationish. Okay, entourage was because because there's some there's some fucking and entourage was all about not doing drugs. You're only supposed to get drunk and smoke weed with your boys. You're not supposed to do harder drugs. But is there a rock sex scene? But do you see his butt ever? I want to say you see top, but I think you get they give you some top round. You get a little top round thrusting. And, uh, he, yes, thrust? definitely thrusting. Ooh. And there's a jerk off scene. He's doing okay. some phone sex. We get a little bit of both. We get a little bit of both. Oh, I can't wait till he's president and we get to use the Rock jerking off gifts. Oh yeah, or or just Elizabeth Warren's face going nuts like some kind of gif of her like licking her lips <laughs> uh okay who wins this division this is a competitive division every year it's a very interesting race i mean i like it, it should be the bears but it won't be the bears and i'm, I'm going bears big dick nick fucking legend well He's you have carry it. them to 10 and 6 for you, for you to not mention Khalil Mack at all is the most racist thing you've ever done on this show, Dan. I didn't Hart. hear you mention him until right now, until you called me because out. Because I didn't pick them to win a division. You did. Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack was pretty disappointing last year. Ask Nick, any Bears fan. Nick Foles isn't carrying anybody except for his humongous penis. I'm going to give it to the Packers because I don't believe in Nick Foles, and I do believe that Wisconsin strong will come together like they didn't during all this. They will be, uh, they will be united by the, uh, the, you know, the conflict and become a model for the entire country that ends up propelling Joe Biden to an enormous landslide victory. And then everything will be right again. Uh, Or, or or Aaron Jones gets shot. In the head for eating a donut in public. <laughs> no. One or the other. One or the other, baby. The, the whole future of our country tips on whether or not one of those two things happens. Aaron Jones fully in uniform. And the cops are like, what if What if it's a costume? What if he's an imposter? I mean, I keep thinking about what you said on last week's show about how, like, you're if you're a cop, you can't be scared. Your problem is to professionally not be scared. That's what you that's the whole description of the job. 
Ugh. Those are the only people okay. we should hire. They should pu- they should pull a gun on dudes randomly during <laughs> police academy, and if they don't flinch, they're in. For sure, that should be that. That's like the last day, and then you got to jump off the high dive. Uh, also, I'm gonna pick the Packers too. Fuck it. Uh, 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, gentlemen, and that's shaving your bush. I know we all do it, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you that if you're not doing it, you need to get on that shit. I remember the first time I ever Manscaped. I, uh, I drew it into a Chief's helmet, cut the K and the C into the top, did the arrowhead, ripped my dick in half. But it was worth it because when the grass is low, trees look bigger. And that's the whole point behind Manscaped. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. Their new Even with service, half a dick, it looked bigger. Their new exactly because you know what? It's it, when you got when you got enough, half of that is still plenty. Uh, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. You know what I mean by that. I mean balls, testicles. They also released their Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes the following. Tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file, most of which you should not use on your balls. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. The Shears 2.0 nail kit, by the way, also allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. So it's all working together. Become a cleaner man. Be a little less stinky downstairs. The person who's forced to live with you for the next year will thank you. You'll also find in all of this, the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if you catch yourself, you, if we catch you sniffing yourself. Because everybody does that from time to time. You gotta sample your own musk. So go to manscaped.com and check out some or all of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns. Hey, I'm not just saying this. I think I'm going to go to manscaped.com and put that promo code in. Swear to fucking God, I, I'm shaping, I'm shaving a helmet on my nuts. I'm, I'm going to do something crazy to my pubes tonight, man. You can do so much with a manscaping kit. You can make your dick look amazing and at the same time make your pubic hair so much more enticing to a woman by just, you can shave words in there. You can shave, you know, uh, 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 Shakespeare's deepest love sonnets. Also, guys, I need to say this again. 
As sports are coming back, so does your chance to bet. We need to bet. We need to add some juice to our lives. And you can bet on sports with betonline.com's exclusive offers. Wait, I got to start that again. Shit, I fucked it up. I was with it. All right. Done talking about manscaping, balls, etc. And also, guys, speaking of your nuts, why don't you use those nuts to play some sports bets? That's what I'm talking about. I need that juice. I need something to keep me alive in this godforsaken hellhole. And as sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them. With our exclusive wagering partner, I said it earlier and I meant it, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing. NBA is right there with it. So is football coming along. And there's no shortage of ways to bet on all that crap and get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. And also, tune in to Floyd Money Mayweather joining the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice Is Right where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. And don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. I know I will. BetOnline, your online wagering experts who aren't the three of us. God damn. I closed my eyes and it was like I was listening to a, to a podcast I love. AFC South. We're talking Jags. The Jagovs. Favorite. Do you remember three years ago? They were in the AFC Championship game with the Pats on the ropes. That feels like fucking 80 years ago. It now they're actively... Every few years they wander into an AFC Championship game and don't know how they got there. I disagree, man. I think I think their destiny was to win it all, and they got hit by Hurricane Blake, and now they're just decimated, like every city in Florida, where you see the aerial shots of all the houses and businesses just have reduced to a bunch of logs. That's what Blake did to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Minchumania, will it be back, or will he just be terrible? Cut Fournette. What did Fournette do? What bad thing did Leonard Fournette do, man? I don't know, but right now I'm checking on the news uh, site that says that he is ask he is demanding the 16 million dollars he was owed for this season. So he's going to try to fight it out for his money, and uh, that's going to get real nice and contentious. Hey, amen, brother. Get yours, baby. Yeah, I really haven't heard Shad Khan say anything about anything. I wonder what that guy feels. I mean, he looks like a supervillain, but... He is our favorite owner, I feel like, as a show. That's our that's the show's owner. That's the thing, yeah. A handlebar mustache will turn things around for your image pretty quick on this show. That's true. Okay, uh, Indianapolis Colts. Phil Rivers has been talking about his T.Y. Hilton connection. Do you believe him, or is this motherfucker going to retire midway through the season? Why didn't they give the ball to Dorsett, man? What? How? He couldn't have played any better for them, man. What did he do? Did he get hurt or something? Yeah, he had, he was fast, and now they, they he's on the Patriots, languishing in their fucking five yard out offense. 
I just, I mean, I you're talking about you're talking about Jacoby Brissett. I was, yeah, I meant Brissett. Oh, my bad. See, I thought I thought you were talking about Philip Dorsett. Yeah, I, I conflated the two right either way. I uh, I did have a fantasy draft in another league yesterday night where I picked up both Colts running backs. I don't know anything about them. I know that there's a draft, uh, you, know, you know, an early round draft pick running back behind a really good offensive line, but I don't know if he's going to start or if there's going to be any Marlon Mack action, so I just picked it all up. I feel like... Rivers is washed. He's shot. He will not start all 16 games. So get that running game going. Okay. Uh, last year's wild card winner here, or wild card uh, playoff team, Jamel's Tennessee Teen Titans. Ah, uh, yes. Thank you. Finally. They Finally are running time it to back. Talk about a real football team. Yes. Bro, they're just running it back. They're just like, we're going to do the exact same shit we did last year. Yeah, man. Vrabel's canceling practices. You know what I mean? They're starting a militia down there. I, I, I like what I'm seeing. I'm saying they caught lightning in a bottle last year. And then they think they're going to get to do it again. I feel like they could have been a bit ahead of the curve and kind of switched some things up just to stay out in front of people. But they're just going to try and bully up? you. Yeah. What is there to switch up? I think Tannehill might have had his best little run, but that's just me. You, you, Nick Foles fan, Dan Hartigan. You think you have the? You think you have the right to discuss any any white quarterback on this that show? That dude stared Tom Brady down in the face and won a Super Bowl MVP. Let's go. Tannehill beat fucking Brady in the playoffs just last week. Wow, perfect counter to that. Yeah, what was that game like? Ten to three? What the fuck was that score? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. It was negative ten to negative six. Okay, I, I don't do, care. Yeah, I I will say uh, one of my favorite, and this is no offense to you, Jamel, or your good friend, but uh, I have been really if I if I do watch anything football related, it's usually that bomb 68 yards from Mahomes to Sammy Watkins where they cut immediately to Mike Vrabel's face and he looks <laughs> just so disappointed. It all comes crashing down to him right as the CBS cameras hit. Yep. His hey, look, they hit their ceiling. This, this isn't quite a championship team. We know that, but we might, we probably about to win this division. I'm into it. Hey, last year's division winner. You know, I know Houston running, Texans. running. Oh, I was going to say running backs hit a wall, but whatever. We'll see. Derrick Henry for life. Continue. I mean, Derrick Henry is incredible. I can't wait to watch that guy play. He's going to get his 10,000th carry next week. Yeah, right. Houston Texans, they won the division last year. They got rid of some big names like DeAndre Hopkins. J.J. Watt is back. How soon does J.J. Watt get hurt? cares man they're gonna i mean their feelings are gonna get hurt when they i mean they just can't they can't do it they remind me i maybe i've said this before but those alex smith years where you knew you had something but you knew you didn't have enough and uh i don't believe in bill o'brien and then you lose deandre hopkins and you're expecting to get better you're gonna make will fuller your wide receiver one that dude hasn't played three consecutive games in three consecutive years 
it's not going to, you can't rely on him for the offense. And then you got David Johnson at running back. You just got a bunch of kind of washed up people who are trying to revitalize their career together under the leadership of a very good Deshaun Watson, but that's about it. Sounds like baller season three, actually. A lot of guys trying to just, you know, find their way back to uh, prominence. Who's winning this division? Titans. I think I think Tennessee Titans, honestly. Re- die on that Tannehill. Huh? Let's go. Come with me. We can have a picnic I like the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich and Phillip Rivers will rain hell upon this division. Moving on. NFC South. Let's talk about the Atlanta Falcons. I think this team... Doesn't it feel like it's just like the longest tenured team? Like they have the most kind of like, they just feel the same as they did in 2007. It's Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. Like I know there's a bunch of other people and some new coaches. It just feels like it's the same old shit. They're the new Bengals, bro. Yeah, right? Just Chad Johnson and, and Carson? Yeah, bro. The real CP3? I mean, they don't have a running back anymore and they don't really have a defense. They have had like sort of spurts of defense, but then like of key dude will, you know, tear his Achilles and then that'll be the end of that. So uh, what I like about it is that Matt Ryan is my fantasy quarterback in this league I've been talking about. And uh, because the defense is still going to be kind of bad, I think he's going to have to just air it out over and over and over again. And I'm loving that. Loving the dynamic. That's what they do. Keep it going. Is Steve Sarkeesian still the the offensive coordinator? Oh, damn. I want to talk about how drunk that guy is. Yeah, he's still (laughs) drunk. Uh, Carolina Panthers. Teddy Bridgewater is taking over this team. It's Bridgewater, McCaffrey, and nobody else, it feels like. I don't know who's going to emerge as some playmaker on this offense, but that's it. What's the odd McCaffrey has more passes than Bridgewater this year? (laughs) I mean, he'd have Teddy'd have to get hurt pretty much the first game, but he he is kind of like I was thinking he's like the younger Alex Smith. He's a dude whose leg almost fell off too due to a football injury. Now he's back. He's starting again, dude. His road to recovery was like two plus years. I'm starting to think they kind of overplay these things for drama. These guys are always coming back heroically. When's the last time it ended someone's career? I want to see that. It was the 80s, man. It was when they we used to have exposed midriff. Well, before before Odell brought back exposed midriff, Andy and Ezekiel, let's give oh, credit yeah. where credit's due. They did bring back midriff. But back I in just, the 80s, yeah. I just don't know how far you're going to get with uh, a dink and dunk offense. So Teddy's going to have to really uncork some. And I do like DJ Moore a lot. And he played really well with Kyle Allen. So they could actually be sneaky good if Bridgewater's good. As long as they, they don't no try team. to run the, as long as they don't try to run the option, you know how every now and again a coach will just try to run the triple option because they like feel nostalgia. It's some sort of coaching midlife crisis that happens where you try to bring back the triple option. But as long as they don't do that, you I, guys I, did that I, shit I, last I year after Jay yeah. Gruden got fired. Yeah, bro, because we ain't know what the fuck to do. Tampa Bay Bucks potentially. At least the most uh, interest is probably on this team. They have the most intrigue. Is this going to work? Is this not going to work? Um, 
I did see this this thing that uh, Tom Brady is using this new Striver virtual reality headset that they've installed down down there where he can see the plays that they ran in practice from the vert, from his same POV as it happened. So it's like game tape, but it's his his point of view and he's talking about how great it is. It's like Luke training with the the helmet in Star Wars. Uh or this guy's trying anything to stay young, right? He's just like, give me a headset. I don't know. Yeah, damn, that's also, also Baller season four. <laughs> also seems like Shady McCoy is going to be their starting running back. I don't know if that's great. That is not great. And Tom Brady, at last we saw Tom Brady, he was throwing a walk-off pick six to lose the first round of the playoffs. And all of a sudden he's going to revitalize a team that – you know, I believe Jameis Winston, for better or worse, you know, he did love to throw picks, but he could get the ball to his big play receivers. And I don't think Tom's going to be able to do that. He might be like a savvy dude, but he can't play any kind of other offense that I've ever, I mean, he's never had to. So how are you going to get the ball to Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, big deep threat guys, when you've been throwing to Julian Edelman your whole life? Well, you know, you got Gronk. You know, we got the biggest, you know, we got the biggest human blanket, Gronk. We've seen Gronk. Gronk. Is back. We've watched, we've witnessed the decline of Rob Gronkowski mentally and physically. He's a great guy, but how is this going to, mm. how is he going to maintain peak form when mm. that dude has been doing nothing but making TV and getting drunk? What? Two keg stands and he's back in the game. Okay, uh, and then last year's uh, division winner, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, Alvin Kamara holding out currently, looking for a new deal. Do you think he's hurt holding out for a new deal, or does he hate Drew Brees that much? Yes, to both. Can't both things be true, Dan? Sure. Drew Brees is under Sean Payton. Say it again. No, I was just, uh, fuck Sean Payton, too. He just strikes me as... Uh, He's got he's got football Bill Simmons energy to me. We've been we've been told for we've been told for years that he's some sort of cool guy. Him he's and had McVay. a visor on this whole time, yeah. Fuck yeah, him. watch McVeigh on Hard Knocks. I I feel the exact same way. It's that fucking Boston crew type guy. They're not from Boston, but they have weird accents that I don't get. Yeah. And they're just big burly, uh, you know, ex frat guys. I think this is a big pressure year for Drew, not just because it's probably his last year in the league, but also he needs to play well in order to get over that shit he said about the anthem. Those guys are going to re- rely on him to throw some touchdown passes to forget. God damn, and that's true. God fuck. If he throws a bomb in the first game, no one's going to remember. Like no one in the projects is going to care. They're just going to be hyped that the Saints won a game. I hate how good football is. If I'm Taysom Hill, I am kneeling day one. I am <laughs> I am making it clear that I am the quarterback of the future. Who wins this division? I hate to say it, but it's probably Tampa Bay. Even though it grosses me out, it's going to happen. Yeah, because it's not only Tom. They got a good coach down there who I think wouldn't coach them out of some games. You know? It'll be I'm, going, I'm going Saints and then Bucks as a wild card team. 
my nuts want to say Panthers. My two testicles, if they had their own speaking voice, if they were the fourth and fifth mic on this show, they would be like, Panthers. If they had that old Panthers defense, I'd say yes. But I think your balls are wrong. Yeah, I think the Panthers have a chance to be the worst team in the league. That's okay. Fair. Hey, that's fair. AFC West. Let's, uh, let's start with the Raiders. Uh, I kind of like that Nelson Aguilar is kind of just being forgotten that he's on this team. He's good as a third receiver. He just can't be your first receiver. Never forget, he caught like 10 balls in the Super Bowl. We wouldn't have won without him. He was good in that game. And ever since then, he forgot how to play football entirely. And the enti- he's a, a laughing stock of an entire city. Which is a shame that's how y'all did him. Should have let him breathe. Can't believe you didn't let him breathe. I just, uh, I you know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Derek Carr sucks. You can't have a team without a good or at least decent quarterback that provides you with some hope. And there is none with Derek Carr. You can put all the pieces around him, and you still got jack shit because anything times zero is still zero. Chargers. Anthony Lynn dropped one of my favorite coachisms after a practice the other day. He said, if you don't block, you don't play about his offensive lineman. <laughs> That's probably true. You should block. I actually like Anthony uh, Lynn. I, you know, I thought Hard Knocks was going to suck, and it just kind of sucks. And it's because there's some interesting stuff with the COVID prep. But then, you know, I've also grown to actually enjoy the time with the Chargers. I don't care for the Rams at all, but the Chargers have been all right. They're fun. They got Tyrod speaking out. Joey Bosa's pretty much uh, shut up, which is nice. And everybody else is just kind of chill, seems cool. They know they're on a losing team, so they're enjoying themselves. I like it. I love the Bolts. Go Bolts. What's the just the Justin Herbert uh, storyline? Anything going on? Nothing. They Not a peep, which is very bad. And they talked about him in episode one and nothing since. Uh, they just lost Derwin James for the season. They're fucking cursed, obviously. And uh, and then also, you know, you've got you've got a team that that, you know, relies on getting, uh, you know, a, a well, let me say this. I forgot. I was going to say this about Justin Herbert. He threw three interceptions in practice one day, and then they haven't talked about him since. So that's bad. <laughs> and then their offensive practice. line, they need that to keep a rookie quarterback upright. And, of course, that's been their problem every single year. Come on, man. Give Tyrod a chance, man. Did, did we forget baller season two when he was the future of the NFL? He's had a lot of chances in a lot of cities. <laughs> I mean, yes. Did, did he ever play bad, or was he just on bad teams? No, he's he's been on bad teams, and he's always played pretty average. To and then he'll have some some days where he looks like pretty some good. Days. He's like he can he can go from okay to to decent. I've never seen him just look like completely incompetent, like he doesn't know what he's doing. There's no Nathan Peterman there. No, he's competent. Uh, he's aggressively competent, which is, you know, that's it's just not what you need. You should always be looking for something else if you've got Tyra Taylor. Um, okay, Denver Broncos. Uh, I was kind of going around these team sites. They're the only website that I visited that was bitching about how the team's going to lose a bunch of money by not having the fans in the attendance. 
Like, there's an official article on the front of their site about it. Who are they trying to convince? Every team is losing big money. Why is this the Broncos' angle? Is John Elway just that strapped? What's happening? Yes. John I Elway wonder, in severe debt for his fake teeth. I wonder if the thin air makes it easier or harder to contract COVID at a stadium. Mm. Easier, baby. Probably God. easier, yeah. Oh, my God. But who knows? I mean, half the city's on shrooms. They can't leave their house anyway. It would be nice if the city of Denver, which is a great city, had a cooler football team. But maybe that's my bias because I've fucking hated them the most since I was Uh, 10 years old. That's fair. It does seem like as I've gotten older, it seems like um, everything that is evil in Colorado is centered around the Broncos. It's true. Okay, uh, let's talk about last year's division and Super Bowl winner, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Danny, this year, you're the favorite. Everyone is picking you. You have the best team. Is that a weird pressure? I know we talked about how it's kind of you're not feeling anything yet, but you're the favorite. Here's the thing, guys. I think everybody who's listening to this show and has been knows how I feel about the Kansas City Chiefs. We're unstoppable. This is going to be the greatest dynasty of all time. I think we win six out of 10 this decade. So I'd actually leave it to the two of you. You tell me what you think about the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, I think you're right. As long as uh, the cores are there, the only thing that could blow this team up is contract problems and key pieces leaving or getting arrested and committing felonies. I am worried about that. Yeah, you got it. It's, it's always a possibility. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's hard to find the holes. Even if you want to poke holes in the defense, there's no reason to think the offense can't make up for any of that. As long as Patrick Mahomes has one working leg, they're fine. He only needs one. We've seen him do it on one. I just love him so much. I think about him all the time when I'm not scared about the, the rest of the country. He is in, he's, I think about him more than I think uh that i i i've i wanted to say my wife but she's in the other room and she might hear this so that's wrong i love my wife but (laughs) they're up there they're up there together on mount olympus (laughs) uh who wins the division oh you know casey Do, do they have it wrapped up by week 10 is the real question if there's a week 10 then yes Okay, uh, let's last division. We've made it all the way to the NFC West. And we have to talk about the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are offering to fill their stadium, or they're going to fill their stadium with cardboard cutouts, but they're offering for people like us to throw down 80 bucks a pop to get us into the stands. Should we do that? Should we represent this show at this new stadium? Honestly, maybe. How much is I'm it? I'm terrible. Yeah, is, is it different? Right. And it doesn't matter the seats. We might That's, could fuck I, around I and get some what, good seats. I've only seen 80 bucks as the listed price. It's lower for season ticket holders. Maybe we could ask Haley to hook us up. But, um, yeah, they are still selling them. That's the only thing I want to say about the Rams. I hate them. Jared Goff sucks. Um, 
They spent too much money on their defense. Way too much. And Jalen doesn't even have a fucking new contract, and he is pissed about it. He is very touchy. There are a couple of episodes already of Hard Knocks where he gets mad at reporters and people around for even questioning whether or not he cares about his new contract. He definitely cares. And, uh, yeah, you're right. The rest of the team blows. Arizona Cardinals. They- uh, I think I just um, I immediately think of the Chicago Bears because I think the the city is basically Bears fans who just left Chicago because of mob disputes or uh, the or the weather, and they just wish the Cardinals were the Bears. <laughs> what? That's what, I about. That's what I think about when I think of the Cardinals. I like it. I think actually originally the Cardinals may have started around that area. I can't remember if they started in Chicago, but the the Cardinals came from around that Midwest area. They've got big Chicago tests. Fellas, I worry about the Cardinals. I really was high on them after last season, and I was thinking about drafting Kyler Murray. I thought they would just throw it around the yard. But I noticed that... This Sunday in Los Angeles, it's going to be 109 degrees. So in Phoenix, Arizona, it is going to be closing in on 115. Jesus Christ. It's just too damn hot. It's too hot to even live that people are going to get baked off the earth out there. And I don't know if that's going to affect the team, but it feels like if it does, it's going to be negative. Speaking of baked, Buda Baker just uh, became the highest paid safety in NFL history. Congratulations to him. Cardinals secondary locked up. Uh, Let's talk about Seattle Seahawks. They were the wild card team last year. Uh, Russell Wilson, surest thing in football. I think Mahomes is better, but we have to see about his longevity. Russ hasn't missed a start in eight years. They've made the playoffs every one of those seasons. They've gone to two Super Bowls. He's missed zero games. That dude is unbelievable. Just knows the right way to fall. <laughs> he does. It's true. I like that they got Jamal Adams as a safety. I think that could bring the defense all the way back. Honestly, like he's that good of a player. And the, yeah. that important. I mean, we had Tyron Matthew come in and make our defense decent in one year. As long as you get that one guy who can do a little bit of everything, then, you know, shit can get fixed even when it's not completely fixed. So if you got a decent offense and you throw it a little and don't just hand it off to Chris Carson until he dies, I think I think Seattle's coming all the way back to to the top. Uh, last one, uh, your uh, division winner from last year, San Francisco 49ers. The big question there is can they avoid a Super Bowl hangover? They seem to be extremely cognizant of this. Trent Williams, former Redskin great, talked about the cringe that occurs anytime the Super Bowl gets brought up around their their building. He said, this is his quote, everybody still is pretty much holding a grudge about that last game. They can't wait to get out there and kind of start that quest again. I'm happy to be a part of it. Hopefully we can get back to the big dance and have a different outcome. It's going to be a legendary revenge tour. Can you be a part of a revenge tour if you weren't a part of the first tour? I mean, I know he is. Yeah. Ask Sammy Hagar. Yes, you can. Good point. 
And I mean, it's a rare, it's a rare thing to see a team reload with a better line. I feel like when teams are reloading, it's all about skill positions. Maybe we're bringing in a new quarterback. Maybe we're bringing in new coordinators. I've never seen a team revamp their line. And Trent Williams is very good when he's available and could be a difference in a few games. I mean, their toughest opponent is the the fucking Seahawks anyway. And those were a couple of the best games last season overall. Yeah. And it's going to come down to them. But it's, I, I, well, they I, lose. it's hard to not pick the Niners. It's hard. To On pick. the other side of that, they their defensive line, they lost to Forrest Buckner. Um, but back to the offense, they have no receiver talent. The guys that they were depending on are either hurt or uh, they're not on the team anymore. So Jordan Reed is there now to another Redskins expat. And now I feel like they're just going to do a lot of double tight end shit and just run the ball. I mean, that's kind of what they did last year, but they don't really have any outside threats. And we'll see what happens with their quarterback. I mean, you know, maybe one of them fucking undrafted guys pans out. All you need is one fast guy to go deep. I don't know, man. Third and 10 in the Super Bowl. Final drive. Jimmy G uncorks it to a very open Emmanuel Sanders and misses that shot. That's that's going to haunt you forever. You know that the guy can't hit the deep ball in big spots, and now you have less to work with. I do think if you grab Antonio Brown and just deal with whatever comes with that, maybe you have a chance but they can't be doing that. They're too. They're, that's just a time bomb right in the center of the locker room. You're you're too close to sign the hip hop hippo. <laughs> All right, who wins this division? Ooh. I just flip a coin. Uh, give me the Niners. Fuck it. I believe in Seattle. I just believe. I believe in Seattle as well. It's that Jamal Adams part of it. You know Russ is going to be Russ. It's just, was the defense going to be able to kind of, you know, take care of some of the offense's off days? And now it seems like they will. I think the Niners... Oh, if the Niners aren't planning to throw it deep ever again, how much does the safety matter? Hello. Yeah, come up and fill, baby. Yeah, play in the box. Hardigan, yeah. I like that it's a battle in this division of two of the wokest cities in America. And in that battle, I would say San Francisco, but. Yeah. Arizona is just like, what the fuck are we doing in this division? Yeah. It's LA, Seattle and San Francisco. And then one of the most old asshole Republican cities in America. There's gotta be somebody like campaigning to get the Cardinals out of the NFC West. Right. <laughs> yeah, man, just, just get fucking i don't know who just get baltimore or something in there i don't know who could fit i don't want to play football against these godless cretins you've got mail all right quickly this week's mailbag we're running long we're gonna grab a piece of mail and we're gonna read it quickly and we're gonna uh, get through this thing thanks for continuing to send this stuff in it's really it's humbling when you see the amount of mail that that we continue to receive I have a letter right here. I'm going to read it. It's from friend of the show, Ryan Connor. Mm. It says, let me out of the fantasy football league, Danny. What is this? A fucking gang? Am I trapped for life? Let me out right now. The Signed, Ryan Connor. Yes, you are. 
you're in for life. I love it. I want that guy's hundred dollars so bad. He tried to he, people. He tried to skip out on fantasy football. Everybody's in. We got ten teams. One person fucks the whole thing up. Two days before the, our our draft, he starts bitching about how he said a long time ago he wanted out. Never said that shit. Just always passive aggressively claimed that if anybody else might want a spot, let him know. That's as far as he ever went. Fuck that dude. He's a little bitch. You're gonna. There's also give less money. There's less of an excuse than ever to not do this. You're not busier than ever. You don't have some softball league. You got to go play, and it's tough to check your lineup. You're not traveling. You're not touring. You don't have a wife. What you got you- divorced again? Oh. Yeah, go in public with this. It's true. Jamel, do you have a letter? <laughs> Why? Well, yes, I do. Um, I got a letter here from. Whoa, this is from, uh, it says it's from New York, New York. Uh, okay, here it is. It says, uh, uh, hi, guys. It's um, Speed Weed writing in. Big fan of the show. Some of you might remember me as a head writer and co-producer of Law & Order SVU from 2010 to 2015. Mm-hmm. Some of the wildest years in the show's history. Um, the Law & Order franchise is, as always, expanding with Law & Order Organized Crime and Law & Order Hate Crimes scheduled to start in 2020. And after listening to your show, I got an advanced copy. I think it's time for Law & Order Football Crimes. That's right. We're going to make this thing happen. I like what you were saying at the beginning of the show, Dan and Danny, uh, and the black one. Uh, Yeah, we're going to, uh, we want to do Law & Order Football Crimes, and we want to bring you guys on as consultants. What I'm thinking is we could have some of the NFL's greats Maybe Michael Irvin. Maybe we uh, 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 investigate his drug problem or great crimes throughout football history. We could do Deflate Gate. We could also do the other fucked up thing that the Pats did. There's a lot of room for expansion. Uh, Tell me what you think, bros. Uh, My name is really Speedweed, and I also look like I am on speed and weed. I think it's a great idea. I love when these advanced copies of the show get out early. They get out so quick. Honestly, I've been bootlegging them. I sent it to them on a mini disc. If they're union, I'm in. I mean, look, they can help investigate the Washington football team. That's why we need these guys. Yeah, we need them for that. And also, we could investigate, I don't know, Vontez Perfect or something. Spygate, Deflategate, Bountygate. All sorts of gates. Lions gate. Whatever SBU, y'all want to do. Gates. All right. Law and order. Gate. Antonio gate. Yeah. Gates. Oh, man. Uh, Danny, you have one last letter this week? I do. Here we go. Bottom of the bag. Hey, guys. Love the show. I'm sure you're all aware that Chargers safety Derwin James had a knee injury this week that'll keep him off the field for at least six months. Second season in a row, he's out, and that's on top of injuries they've had to Mike Pouncey, to Jason Verrett, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry, etc. People are saying the Chargers are cursed, and full disclosure, they're right. How do I know? Because I'm the sex worker Philip Rivers strangled to death in 2009, the last time the Chargers made the playoffs. <laughs> I'm currently buried under what was the 50-yard line of what was Qualcomm Stadium. I was murdered in cold blood in a fit of self-hating Christian rage, and my death was covered up by GM Tom Telesco to preserve Phil's squeaky clean reputation as a family man. 
Philip is a Colt now, but I'm going to keep the curse going a little while longer. So don't bet on the Chargers anytime soon. And don't worry, Phil will get what's coming to him in the afterlife. Thanks, guys. P.S. My name is Jeff. So there you go. Pretty big Damn. news. That's what? Look, That's like Chargers are cursed. It's because Philip Rivers killed a male sex worker and Tom Telesco buried him under the stadium. I don't know I if think- you realize about that. This might be our first letter from beyond the grave that we've ever had on this show. That's true. We have had a letter from a physical object before, I think, one or two. That's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. $100 yeah. bill did write in a few weeks ago. Yeah. And didn't, didn't one of the chairs that uh, – um, what's Dirty Harry? Uh, oh, that motherfucker? Yeah. Uh, fucking Clint Eastwood. Yeah, Clint the Eastwood. chair that Clint Eastwood was yelling at right. wrote in, I think, a couple early <sighs> – Oh, you know what? Actually, I do think... No, never mind. I was going to say, Mark Davis wrote in, and then he was hearing Al Davis's voice. So that was close to be on the grave, but we never really touched on that. Anyhow, final thoughts this week. Next week, we're previewing games. We have a slate that we're going to set out, and there are games that we are getting ready to cover. That is fucking insane. (laughs) The season's here. Rejoice, you fucking maniacs. Hell yeah. Yes, bro. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. My final thought is just listen just go online right now and watch the Bill Belichick Subway commercial. Nice. That's I think a great it, call, man. It is the end of the Pats dynasty officially. Bill Belichick cutting the sleeves off a sandwich. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> that was Everyone from this had year. To see that. Oh my god, I thought that was from like years ago. <laughs> Cam Newton had to see that commercial and was like, I made the wrong decision. This guy's checked out. Oh my god. Uh, Jamel, final thoughts on the week? I mean, my final thought is pretty simple. Consider bringing ballers back. Take a year off. Look, I know The Rock is like doing a lot of different things and he's got the Titan games and potentially running for Senate or something. But, like, look, the country could really use ballers right now. Sorry. We're sorry. Lo siento, mi familia.